0: It's Micah. It's Jordan. We. Uh, what's our last name? One, two, three. Macaw. Macaw. And we are married. Guess yeah. what? How long have we been married? Four, Four years. years. On September thirtieth in t- the year of our Lord two thousand and seventeen, <laughs> we got married. And so everyone else can suck it.
1: <laughs> okay, but why are we here? Not just because we're married.
0: No, that's not the only reason. We're here because we like to talk about film, moving pictures, as it were.
1: A movie, which this might blow some people's minds. I was thinking about this the other day. Remember that one time I said something like, wait, are movies, is that word derived from moving like talkies? Yeah. And you and I were like, holy crap. We haven't looked it up, so it might not be true. But But that's how I think of it now.
0: And I also feel like that's maybe obvious and we were being stupid not knowing that.
1: Whoops. Didn't mean to admit it on here. But what I mean we're
0: here for another reason. We're here cuz we're married and everyone else can suck it. That's number 1. <laughs> no, number 2 <laughs> is we like to talk about movies. But but if you're in this podcasting game, you got to have an angle. You got to be like your class in geometry, you got to have angles. So what is our angle, Jordan?
1: We exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals
0: because you've walked around the streets and you've heard people who who do their best impersonation i've heard someone say this on
1: the street i exist to prove people that sequels (laughs) are never better than the original and then i say good sir give me your phone and i subscribe them to our podcast
0: and of course you make them rate us five stars on apple i write the review
1: for them it just saves them time
0: Yes, we encourage everyone to do that. We've yeah. been stuck at a certain amount of reviews for a long time, and we mm. need some people to get on there again. Um, but yeah, you know, you hear people who are doing their best "Scream two, uh impersonation of that film class, where they're like, "Oh, sequels." Oh, and then and then sometimes you hear this is a funny one to get a little bit serious, but it is funny when people say like, "Hollywood just run is always running out of ideas. Like they don't have any ideas left." Oh yeah, and I'm always like. Have you ever, like, done any research on, I don't know, 40s Hollywood when they're just uh, doing sequel after sequel yeah. and reboot after reboot? and They love it. It just looks different now. It'll look different tomorrow, and it looks different na- then. So here we are. <laughs> we exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. We're also trying to get our special on Comedy Central, and that was our little um, presentation.
1: We're here to talk about Matrix Revolutions today. We're rounding out... Wait, we're not. Okay, as of right now, we are rounding out the Matrix franchise until December when they release the new movie. Wait, is this lining up with the release of the new movie? I can't remember. Yeah,
0: so... So, so, uh, actually, this is the last day of 2021 for you listeners. Oh, it is? It is the last day of 2021. So, for our listeners, and I'm not just telling this to Jordan... Last week was Christmas Eve and we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Of course we did.
0: And um this week we we're talking about Matrix Revolutions and then January seventh, we will be talking about Matrix Resurrections.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yes. So oh. uh that that'll be our first episode of the new year. Oh, okay. But right now we're we're going over Keanu Reeves. And this man is kind of incredible. He's had three really successful uh, uh, franchises. Franchises, And so we covered Bill and Ted. Now we're in The Matrix. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll be jumping into John Wick. Mm-hmm. So it's been this fun exploration.
1: Of the man, the myth, the legend. And, I mean, The Matrix
0: has always been a series that I knew when we started this, like, that's going to be a big one.
1: Yes, me too.
0: And I haven't edited the Matrix Reloaded episode, but I'm sorry it was so short, folks. I hope that we did Michael well. Michael was
1: really beating himself up about it. But I really was. I probably said during the episode, I was really, really sick when we recorded that. Like we we recorded that over like four different periods or three, and then at yeah. one point you forgot to record for like ten minutes.
0: I know. I really it messed was a, up.
1: It was just I I could barely pay attention. I wasn't so much, but it was
0: it stinks because it was the movie I was most excited to talk about in the Matrix. But hopefully, hopefully, when I go and edit it, I'll be like, oh, actually, we did. We just were concise. Yeah. Um. So anyway, by the way, yeah. Um. You're sick. So here we are. We're talking Matrix. Uh, Revolution. Revolutions. Is it? Is it Matrix Revol? What is the actual like full on title?
1: Revolutions. The Matrix,
0: The colon. Matrix Revolutions. Revolutions. So, I would love to hear about your first experience with this movie, Jordan.
1: Uh, probably saw it for the first time all the way through that time that we watched all of them, like a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I really got nothing else to say about it. Watch it at your parents' house.
0: And, okay, I first time I saw it was when I saw Matrix Reloaded. And I um, I watched it on a little square TV in my bedroom. Um, it's just <laughs> so dumb. It, well, it's so funny because that was just normal. Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's very funny now because like if if someone was like, "Hey, do you want to watch the Matrix?" and it was on something that couldn't present the widescreen, I would be like, "No, I don't want to watch the Matrix." <laughs> but when
1: you weren't a ratio head yet,
0: well, yeah, and and also. I mean, I know that was probably 10 years ago, but even 10 years ago, it wasn't as readily presentable. I mean, there's still like full screen DVDs you could buy. Remember those? Yeah. Crazy. Um, So, watched that movie and my initial thought on the series when I finished it was, those are good. I like them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I liked each one a little less than the previous one. Um, now we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you waiting till the end. So what do you feel about this movie? What do you think about it?
1: I like it. I funny enough with all I said about the last movie about whenever it was human stuff, it was just like, Oh my gosh, can we get back into the matrix please? And this one, I generally liked a lot of the stuff that happened, even though a lot of the movie doesn't take place in the matrix. Yeah. I think, uh, some of the human stuff is still so boring. And I think it comes down to acting. I think that's my official okay. statement on okay. it. Okay. Um I but I, I think a little bit of this script too, but I don't really know how to make it better kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um I think it's great. I think the story's good. The the fighting and the action is just so good. And for a movie for so much of it not to take place during the Matrix and you have that huge fight scene at the end, yeah. It's worth the wait.
0: Yeah. Um, how crazy is it that you could have seen this movie in November and then a month later you could have seen Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King? Wow. Same year. Wow. Month apart.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Which one's better? Oh Well, The Re- Return of the King, of course, my dear. Good. Yeah, I. this one really jumped up for me on this viewing. Yeah. So this was my third time viewing it. And I think I've always been a little lackluster on the ending. Yeah. And this time I really, really like the way the story ends. Me too. And but how it all comes here's together. Here's the question.
1: Do you feel that way because of what you've seen in the trailer for the new movie? You are it's you can't not see it without thinking about it now?
0: That may be possible. Yeah. I do think, though, um, this was the first time I remembered how it ended. Yeah. Because um, it had been long enough in my first and second viewing that I didn't remember how the story ended. Yeah. And this time, like, knowing what was coming really helped me put together, like, why characters were doing certain things. Yeah. Like, like what Neil was trying to do instead of you wondering the whole time. And so yeah. I think that, coupled with, surprisingly, the movie sets up a sequel v- pretty...
1: It's, it's a tiny bit open-ended. like yeah. Like, in the
0: right way. Which we'll talk more about that when we get there, yeah. but um, yeah, uh, I I think I think it's a pretty cool ending. It's very clever, I think. Um, and and what's funny is, reloaded on that third viewing, I didn't say this on the podcast, but it was slightly not as fun as the second time that we watched it. I, yeah. I think that the Zion stuff just really really got me this it just time. comes
1: to a screeching halt. To me. Yeah. Which is as we said in the podcast, glad that it isn't the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But that's how I feel. But I also don't know what else they could do.
0: Right. Um, okay, so let's talk about the movie. It's the same crew as the other days. Uh the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they filmed this at the same time as Matrix Reloaded with a combined budget of $150 million. Um and this movie comes out six months after Matrix Reloaded. Uh, November 5th, 2003. It makes $139 million domestically and worldwide. It makes $427 million. So it doesn't make nearly as much as Reloaded, but it makes, I believe, a little bit more than the first Matrix movie. Hmm. But Matrix Reloaded was over $700 million, mm-hmm. So pretty big. Um, while filming this movie, they also filmed live action sequences for a video game that oh, wow. came out in May of 2003 called Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Now, here's kind of something interesting. So, the Matrix franchise, as far as I can tell, was the first franchise to really take advantage of multimedia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
1: that's not true already.
0: What? Star Wars. What?
1: I mean, oh, merchandising. I
0: don't uh, No, Let me, um, let me go further with it. Wrong. They, they <laughs> used multimedia to tell like the same story and they were things. Oh man. Now I can't figure out how to tell it. Well, it, just,
1: just give me the examples of what you mean by multimedia. What do they do?
0: Well, so like in enter the matrix, they, the plot of the game, um, I got to kind of look it up is it's it's about Niobe, J- yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith, and they go on this whole mission, they go to the Oracle, you see all these characters and stuff like that, and then the game ends with um, the Logos, her ship, is attacked by the machines. They, de- they defeat the machines by setting off an EMP, which disables their own ship in the process. The game ends with Niobe and Ghost waiting in the Logos, hoping that they will be rescued. The two wonder what's coming but believe that it will be a hell of a ride. Hmm. So what I mean by that is like that that stuff in this movie they're like we got to go save Niobe. They never tell us what happened. You had to have played oh, the game to wow. know what happened to wow. Niobe. Yeah. And then they also came out with this year the Animatrix.
1: This year 2020?
0: 20 No, 2003. <laughs> what
1: 2003.
0: Are we in? Okay. Um which was 9 11 minute shorts or 11 9 minute shorts that all expounded upon the universe and some of it like so one of the animatrix stories I I watched all of them today they're on HBO Max and they looked really cool they're kind of unbelievable yeah um one of them was a little bit lame but the rest of them were like I kind of like some of these better than like 2 and 3 wow matrix um but like one of them was about how Neo rescued that kid who, th- in Matrix Reloaded and in Matrix Revolutions is like, Neil, thanks for saving oh, me. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It like right. told that story. Oh, okay. Um, that was the lame one, huh?
0: No, just, that one was cool. <laughs> it was What was cool is he had a very similar awakening that Neo had yeah. in The Matrix, but he gets to a point where he's on the, the roof of his school and all these agents are chasing him. And then he says, Neo, I believe. And he jumps off the building.
2: Wow. Because he's been
0: having this dream of falling off of a building.
2: Wow. And so he
0: does it. And then when it cuts back to them on the ship, they're like, we didn't know someone could enter the Matrix or get out of the Matrix in that way. By
1: basically willing it. Yeah. That's cool. It was pretty
0: cool. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one that I wanted to tell you about.
1: Well, the the guy that was the runner.
0: Oh yeah, that one was cool. So there's there's this one where there's this runner. Like and, like it's track. Yeah. And he's he's going for a world record and he's running so fast that he like pulls a muscle but then he pulls through and and keeps running and and he like through his determination, he like explodes out of the matrix.
2: Yeah 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 yeah.
0: And into it it show it cuts back to him and he's like in his pod. Like where yeah. Keanu wakes up in yeah. Matrix and he's, and he's making running. all the motions and stuff like that and it it awakens him because so the idea is like if you do something, you know, crazy enough or beyond physical limitation or like truly believe you could you could like break out of the Matrix. And so And then they killed him? Well then um he he breaks his legs and the agents are pretty sure because he like tumbles. Yeah. And by the way, folks, it's all it's all obviously it's anime, Animatrix. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, it's I'd say if you like Matrix, even casually, a must watch. Yeah. They're so cool. Um But then he he gets up and then it flashes forward like years and the agents are like, I don't think we need to worry about this guy. Uh, you know, he forgot and he's he he can't walk. It's fine. And then he's in this hospital, and he's he looks kind of brain dead. And then okay. he he stands up, and and I think he says like, "I dream" or something like that. And then it cuts. Pretty cool. What?
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. Dang. Um, and then there's another one where people are trying to. They they don't want to enslave robots, but they want robot help. Yeah. So they're putting robots into the Matrix and trying to awaken them and giving them the choice to join human humans.
1: So they were like, "Well, if we're gonna do this, we have to give them the same choice that we're
0: fighting yeah. for." Yeah,
1: yeah. Wait, so where in the timeline is that?
0: I think <laughs> I think it would be. Um, I th- I'm not sure. Kay. I I believe that would be you know probably in between Matrix and Matrix Reloaded. Okay. And then there was another one. (laughs) This will be the last one I talk about, but this speaks to like the crossover multimedia I'm talking about. So it's um it's called the Last Flight of the Osiris. And first of all, this was the one I didn't really like. Okay, because it was like PS2 cutscene animation.
1: Oh, which for 2003, all the episodes a little different looking. Like it's different people working on the episodes. Okay,
0: but almost all of them are like really cool anime. Uh Uh huh. Um but but this one you know it's like PS2 cutscene which at the time
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That would have
0: been cool. But it's so funny because you have this guy and this girl fighting. And these are like mature. Like yeah. there's blood and there I think there's a little swearing and there's yeah. like some nudity in a couple of them. Um but they're they're in like the sparring room. Yeah. And they're fighting, and they're blindfolded. And as they're fighting, they keep on, like, cutting the other... It's a guy and a girl, and they keep on, like, cutting the other person's clothing off <laughs> until they're down to just, like, bra, <laughs> underwear, yeah. and then, like, just socks? boxers, and then um, socks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, they both, like, peek at each other. Oh. It's so weird. Okay, And, and just very, like, okay. But what that leads them into is it shows them see the drill that is getting ready to start drilling in Zion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they alert Zion to that drill happening. And
1: they're brown underwear.
0: Well, no, now they're out of the Matrix. Oh, yeah,
1: of course, yeah. But,
0: but they alert them, and so that one is also kind of like setting up Matrix Reloaded. Cool. With kind of some important information that they kind of just say in the movie. Yeah. It works in the movie, but... Yeah. yeah.
1: Very but I interesting.
0: I did want to tell you about one more I just remembered. Okay. Because this one is... Uh, this is you this girl finds this place and you can do wild things in it like jump in the air and float uh-huh. so it's it's like they didn't program it right or something oh yeah but they all just believe it's a haunted place uh-huh so that one was really so, like, in cool the too. matrix
1: people believe like that house is haunted when really yeah. it's just they're it's got glitches and all that stuff in it yep that sounds
0: pretty yeah. cool. So it, it was cool. It, like you should watch it at work one day when you're when you're when you want to, you know. Yeah. Um so anyway, I just had to go off on that, make it up for all that time we did spend on Matrix mm-hmm. Reloaded. Um, and so yeah, that's what I have for the production of this movie. I think that's, th- it? that's it. Because it's the same production as last week's.
1: Oh, okay. Well, briefly, um, there is a new oracle in this movie played by Mary Alice. Um, she is in Awakenings, I'll fly away. She also voices in the video games. Um Got it. And Sunshine State. Doesn't doesn't have a lot. And then I mean, is there I honestly didn't look anyone up because is there anyone new or did I was I like, oh, let's save this person. I think I saved the the guy that Hugo Weaving becomes as a human.
0: Oh, Bane? Yeah. Yeah, what's his name? His well, real life let's name. let's
1: find him first. A lot of people in this movie. Oh, Bernard White's in this, who plays Ramachandra? who is the guy in the train station. Uh, I think we've actually talked about him before. Oh, He's oh, Silicon from Silicon Valley. Valley.
0: I thought you were talking about Bruce Spence, the train man, and I'm going, his name's Bruce Spence. Bruce Spence, Spence is in
1: this movie. <laughs> is he not on the cast list for this? It doesn't make sense. Is it like all messed up because it's two different movies? Oh, by the way, the guy who plays Jason, his real his name's Locke.
0: Uh, yeah, but they do call him Jason. Okay. In the movie, it, it, it's so funny the the military general they, they're calling him Locke in all the movies, and then someone says something like, "Okay, fine, Jason." And I'm going Jason. Wait a second. What the heck?
1: Yeah, I just had to confirm that that wasn't the act the actor's name. It's not because like, what if that got that slipped through? Okay. That would be
0: crazy because they said it twice. That's true.
1: Ian Bliss plays Bane. Um, He is also in stealth. Superman returns fires Wentworth Harrow ton of t- TV. Yeah. But I think that's the big, you know, that's about it. You know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. One thing, uh, is it Gloria Foster was the original Oracle?
1: I can look it up. We have Mary Alice, and then we have Gloria Foster. Yeah,
0: yeah. so she died uh, while they were filming this movie, so um, they had filmed all of her scenes that they needed for Reloaded but hadn't done Revolutions yet, Mm -hmm. so that is why she is replaced. Saying that it is The Matrix, it kind of works. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: They never really say why she looks different, though. Other than it's just a thing that might happen.
0: Well, the the Merovingian says, oh
1: something. Yeah, like anyone's really understanding anything he's saying.
0: Well, I can't
1: I kinda... uh, clarify. Not because of the accent; <laughs> it's how he delivers the lines. I there he has no inflection. Like yeah. it, it's one string. It's just a string of words, and I can't latch on to any of it.
0: He's he's not he's not good. I don't think he's very good. And in, I in forgot he was in this, movies. and I'm
1: like, as soon as they said his name, I was like, dang it.
0: <laughs> At least it's in
1: the beginning. I
0: know. But um so he he says something about her making some sort of wager and he says he says like, Oh, she survived. I wonder if she found a new skin or something like that.
1: Like maybe the um architect like tried getting rid of her or something.
0: Yeah, and and they do kind of make these I actually was hoping and thinking maybe in the Animatrix there would be a short about it. But um it sounds like she did something that caused her to lose her computer generated body and, and, she, had and regenerate. she had to get another one hmm. um but what's cool so I went to matrix 101 and I was reading some stuff and they made this argument which is pretty fair that the oracle is like manipulating everyone to broker broker this piece yeah so as we go along I'll kind of uh, a touch on that. Okay, and I thought it was—I thought it so added it's some less depth. of
1: her having like second sight, and more about her just manipulating people.
0: Well, I she does have second sight, but she, she, like like the moment in the first movie when she says, um, "Don't worry about the vase," and he says, "What vase?" Yeah, her saying that causes him to hit the vase, and then you know she says, "What'll really bake your noodle is wondering if you would have hit it if yeah. I wouldn't have said anything." So I think that illustrates the idea where where she's giving each character like just enough so that they'll react a certain way so that certain things will happen that she already knows will happen, but if maybe she was more clear about her intentions- They wouldn't happen. They wouldn't happen. Hmm. And so I kind of, in thinking about the movie that, that way, it's like the Oracle is the storyteller of the Matrix slash she's the director mm-hmm. of the movie. Hmm. And I, I, I like that. And so as we go- we can kind of touch on that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So, should we hit it? Mm-hmm. The movie begins with they're on a ship, just like they ended on the previous movie.
1: Yep, Neo is still knocked out. Yep. So is Bane. Yep. And they're trying to figure out how to get. Or no, no. They're. This is when they're kind of discussing Naobi.
0: Yeah. And now I know what happened because I read the plot synopsis of Into yeah. the Matrix. But um.
1: But meanwhile, Neo, they're they're trying to find... Oh, yeah. At one point, Morpheus is like, can you look for Neo in the Matrix? And they're like, well, he's not connected. Yeah. And he's like, just please, just humor me. Look in the Matrix. Because he is in the Matrix. So if you remember in the last movie, at the very end, he, in reality, in the human world, stopped some sentinels. He depowered them. Mm-hmm. And it knocked him out. And it's as if he's in this comatose state that like pushed him into the matrix.
0: Yeah. But that's how
1: I understand it. But yeah, go ahead.
0: I think that's, I, that's what I understand too. And, and I think the operator or someone says that his brain, no, it's the medical, the doctor. Yeah. She says that his brain waves look like he's in the matrix.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: But we find out that he is in this place called the train station. Uh huh. And the train station is um
1: It's I, no man's land. I
0: guess I guess if we're doing computers, it's like a back door into a program or a security system or something. Okay. Um because
1: he can get you anywhere.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And um so it, it's it's this place in between like the exiles and uh the matrix. And so the 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 train man <laughs> these movies are incredibly complicated it's so funny but i i I really on this viewing where we really have to pay attention i knew we had to talk about it it really starts clicking in in ways that if you're casual viewing i don't think it really this is not a neither of these two sequels are good casual movies you got to like really be paying attention but the train man played by bruce spence who in the same year would have been the mouth of Sauron in Return of the Crazy. King. Crazy. Although that scene was cut, so we would have seen that scene the next yeah. year. But
1: Man, I remember seeing that cut scene and being like, how could they cut this? He looks I so know, cool.
0: I know. Um, But so it's this in-between place, and we meet the guy from Silicon Valley and yeah. his wife, and he's a computer program. So is she. And so is she.
1: And so is their daughter.
0: And so is their daughter.
1: And Neo says something like, I didn't know that you could do this. Like, procreate. Yeah. And the, compu- the the guy starts talking about love. And then Neo basically says, like, I didn't think you could experience love. And the guy is saying, like, well, love is just a word. Yes. And then he says, like, I can tell that you're in love. And what would you do for that person And he says anything. And he says, that's what we're trying to do for our daughter. So they've made some deal with the Merovingian. That guy. Merovingian. Merovingian. Yeah. And they are basically to, like, give her daughter a chance of survival. Because it sounds like they're out-of-date programs that will probably be decommissioned at some point.
0: I think she is the last of the exiled programs.
1: Yeah. So they're trying to get her inside.
0: Yeah. And and the Merovingian's the only way to get someone inside.
1: Yeah. Which even, was established in the last movie.
0: Yeah, and even Neo, like is reliant upon the Merovingian. He doesn't know that yet. Yeah. But he he ha- he needs him to okay him to get in. Yeah. Um in and here's here's what the other thing, if you know, the previous two movies have all those themes we discussed, I think this one hits harder in a philosophical way. Uh The the love being the key
1: Yeah I think so too
0: Not in what you see because I think you see More instances of love in Reloaded Yeah But in this movie like this whole description About love And it's just a word But it's what you do with that word Yeah Um, And that's, that's again what makes This iteration of the Matrix Different than the previous five
1: And what did he say about karma Do you remember
0: Karma's just a word
1: yeah. Okay, but yeah. Beyond that, do you remember what he said? I don't remember exactly remember. what
0: he said. Yeah,
1: I thought his performance, even though he's only in this part of the movie, was so good. Oh, he I, was so charismatic. Oh, cool.
0: You the was Silicon Valley bad? guy? Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I. No,
1: he is he's so really charismatic. Good. It's he's good. He's, he's good.
0: Very, very good. Um, and uh, so then while they're doing that. Neo is stuck in the train station, and he's there's that great shot where he runs out of the train station, and the the shot just stays there, and then he runs on the other side, like mm-hmm. exit it's stage left, comes out. Well, I got my stage just wrong, messed up, but he can't get out. He can't get out, so he's stuck. And um, meanwhile, ne- uh, Trinity and Morpheus go to the Oracle
1: with uh, S- Seraph.
0: Seraph, yes.
1: And what do they talk about with her? She basically says that she can't help them. Right?
0: Well, okay. So, first of all, something that I, that I read on Matrix 101, that was Nerd. cool, is that he pushed
1: up his glasses on the bridge of his nose when he said that.
0: <laughs> is that Seraph in the this is to support their argument that Oracle is like the master Got of the it. series. Um in the second movie, Seraph Neo says, who are you? And he says, or what do you do? And and Seraph says, I protect that which matters most. Mm-hmm. So in in that line, he is claiming that the Oracle is more important than the one. Hmm. And in that way, the Oracle is the one that's kind of pushing the strings.
1: Hmm. Pulling them, some would say.
0: Well, she pushes them. Oh, but we pull. We pull, she pushes. Um, and so yeah they talk to her, and there's some vague reference to a choice that she made that cost her more than she knew, yeah, and that's kind of i yeah yeah, it's sort of weird. it almost feels like if they had to get a new actress, which they needed to, um it almost feels like maybe they should have done something like completely different, yeah, instead of like old sweet black woman baking cookies, yeah. And I know they're hearkening back to the first movie, but it, it almost feels like they should have cast someone that doesn't even remotely look like that and doesn't act like that. Yeah. Because this lady, Alice May, I think was her name. Um, she's great, but Gloria Foster is like next level. So you can't it's hard I, she, to even she is really
1: good. I do think that this lady was really good too though. Mary Alice. Mary Alice. She's, she was really good. I really liked her. She's, but but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It is kind of like when you have to recast someone and they have to be in the movie because the character is so important. It's so hard to watch it and not compare their performance to the the per, the original person.
0: Well, and, and at this point, she's doing her impersonation of Gloria Foster.
1: I think she does a good job.
0: And, and she does. But I, I just do wish that I, I wish they had just chosen something. Her look totally different.
1: I get that differently. Here's something I would like to know from people. There is at one point in the movie where she is with that little girl who was at the train station and they're yeah. making cookies together. And the woman is showing her like, this is how you make cookies. And all the chocolate chips are in the dough. And they start putting their hands in it to, to mix the to the chips into the dough like they're kneading it. And I, was, I said, nope, don't do that. Does anybody put chocolate chips in their cookie dough with their hands like they're kneading it? I just got to know if someone else does that because one, that sounds gross. And then two, like cookie dough. You don't need cookie dough. You just mix it.
0: (laughs) You, you may not need cookie dough, but I always need cookie dough. Yes. Uh, if you do know that, go to our Facebook page. Uh, the, the, the Macaw podcast universe pandemonium join the page.
1: Yeah. And And let us know there. Let us know. If you text me, I won't acknowledge it. You have to do it on there.
0: Yeah, or you can tweet us at Macaw Universe. Yeah. So you can do that. But not our personal tweets. Got to be at Macaw Universe. Yeah. So, yeah, they talk to the Oracle, and the Oracle basically explains that they have to talk to the Merovingian.
1: Okay. Sometimes with it, too, and this isn't necessarily a complaint, but it's like it's hard for me to keep track of what they're talking about because they're talking about nothing a lot of the times because they have to talk in code. Because well, she's because she's like a psychic.
0: Once and sometimes this this uh, these two these last two movies I like this about them, but they do kind of sound like you're hearing a fifth grader describe what he did on Minecraft the other day. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, when I
1: like, so like in this scene in particular, don't remember what she said. Don't remember the re- resolution of it other than she told Morpheus that he's got to make some decisions himself. That's the only thing I really remember because I always think will explain this later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and it is it is a shame in this movie, a doc against it is that Morpheus has nothing to do.
1: That's true. I I agree with that. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I, he's not he's literally like not doing do anything. anything. Yeah. And I mean, really Trinity's not doing much either. No. And and it is just kind of like I I think that does hurt the movie cuz when you get to the big battle, you're just hanging out with people that you don't really care about. Yeah, and um, but the battle rocks. The battle does rock. It it, it could have been cool if maybe Morpheus like had gotten back with his ship and him and Niobe were leading a charge yeah, right, or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, off the cuff thought there, but yeah. Um, so I agree with
1: that. So then they go to the Merovingian. Yes. And uh, this is quite. Oh no, no. Before, so they get there and they they fight the people in the gun room, which is really cool. People are walking on the ceiling.
0: A lot of people are yeah, flipping. Yeah, this scene is crazy. It's fun. Um, I I freaking love that. And and I think okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. I know that as we'll talk about in a, uh, in a couple of weeks, or is yeah, in a couple of weeks, you know, The Matrix is also like the beginning of John Wick in a lot of ways because yeah. you have Chad Stahelski being his stunt double in The Matrix and then. Going on and directing John Wick, there's so many Matrix references in those movies, but as, as as much intense action as there is in the first movie and the second movie, this scene because we watched John Wick a couple of nights ago, this scene felt like the 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 beginning thought for John Wick in everyone's mm, mind. Interesting, because John Wick has this term that is popularly dubbed as gun-fu instead of kung-fu because John Wick is always running around, and instead of punching people or anything, he's always, like, using his gun like they're punches. I've never heard that. That's funny. But you know what I I I mean? Where it's like he goes around a corner. If someone's right next to him, he could hit him with his gun? No, he's going to shoot a bullet. Yeah. They're like punches. Yeah. And this scene felt like that. The Hmm. way people were using their guns was very much like, maybe in Matrix Reloaded they would have... Kicked the gun out of their hand or something, but no. Trinity's gonna shoot him in the face instead.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Um, so that I I would argue that this is like John Wick, the prelude, the scene.
1: Great, that's cool.
0: Um, so
1: So they make it through, and then they get into this party that looks like some of some of people's darkest dreams. (laughs) And uh, I, I
0: joked it was the it's filled up with uh the Pulp Fiction party,
1: the Pulp Fiction party. Um, and they, the, the, the Merovingian, I'm not saying it right. And his wife yeah. are up there and they're, everyone's held at gunpoint and they're trying to barter to get Neo out. Yeah. And they say, he says, if you want me to get him out, you got to give me the Oracle's eyes. And then Trinity, badass that she is, gets a gun to his head and says, either give him to him or we're all going to die. Give us <laughs> yeah. to him or we're all yeah. going to die. And he gives, a, gives him to them.
0: Now, that's the end of the Merovingian, but I have a couple of things to talk about real quick. Okay. <laughs> this is me in all three episodes. Okay, I know we're done with that, but let's go back and talk about it. I think with the train station sequence that happens before where the guy's talking about love, for me, it, it kind of connected in Matrix Reloaded all of the weird stuff that involved Monica Bellucci, uh, the the Merovingian's wife, yeah, and the like love triangle scene, yeah, because you remember if you don't, folks, uh, she wants to help Neo and his crew, but she says, um, "What I want in return is for you to kiss me passionately." Yeah, and so then finding out later that programs can experience some sort of love, and they even yearn for it. It made that scene, even though I don't really like that scene, it kind of made it work for me a little bit. Okay. The 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 scene in mm-hmm. Reloaded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it it made just that whole sequence that we kind of said felt like a little, like Extra. you could kind of cut it down or something because it's a little over the top. I I think what they're doing with Love in this movie kind of pays off what they're setting up in that movie. Okay. What do you think about that?
1: I don't care. I don't care about it. (laughs) I don't really know. I I just don't really know what he said. And then she does at one point, like she has him at gunpoint Trinity and the guy's wife is like, she'll do it. She loves him. And it's just like, yeah, okay.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think it's over the top, but finding out that they can love and finding out like they love enough that a program would send its program daughter to live just, just made that. It, it felt like that scene, though it felt pointless in Matrix Reloaded. It felt like that scene was kind of setting us up so that we would understand like the train sequence a little bit more.
1: Sure, <laughs> I don't know. I don't care.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, I, what
1: I, I don't like. It doesn't change anything for me. Yeah, sorry. I'm in trouble. No, I think I'm in trouble. Oh yeah, you're in trouble.
0: Um, so then.
1: So Trinity gets Neo, and they go back to reality. Yeah. So this is what I'm confused about. So at the well, end, of- Neo
0: does meet the Oracle first. Okay, fine. But but you, we can talk about well, that. Well,
1: when he they come out of the Matrix, he's hooked up, and they take him out. When did they put him in? Oh. Because at the end of the movie, he was just on a metal slab. I wonder if. Do you think they just like put him in there so that they could find him better? or something yeah i'm or just like gonna they knew, they, they, knew that. they could take him out easier yeah they didn't explain it and i guess in none of your your dumb little videos today they didn't explain it either
0: wow <laughs> i'm joking um okay but when he's talking to the oracle i'm just gonna gl- gloss over that thing Do you, you remember what out? that
1: sign said above her doorpost? because in this no. scene in this scene is when she says something and he looks up at that and I know she told him about it in the first movie. It was oh, Latin for something. Yes. Almost um, like what will be will be or something.
0: So the the sign is Greek, uh, and it says know thyself. Okay. So that's what it says. But it, so in this scene, this is something that I, I didn't quite connect all of the dots on. But the Oracle says like the war is going to end tonight. Um or, or she no, she doesn't say that. I'm I'm getting a scene mixed up here. She um. says, um Oh man, what is it? I'm sorry. Uh uh she says everything has a beginning, has an end. Neo. Yes. She says that. Now I, I'm gonna come back to that at the end of the movie. Okay. Um because I, I it's it's it there's something there okay. that I that I didn't pick up on until I was reading on Matrix 101 about it. <laughs> Um, and then so we
1: don't know what they said to each other during this part.
0: Well, I mean that's basically it. And she makes a reference to having like you know found a new shell, like her body. Yeah, we
1: get that. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and then Agent Smith shows up, and he infects.
1: Not hurt. Not yet. We're not there yet. What? So you're jump. We're jumping ahead. Oh,
0: that's not according to my notes because okay. I have meets Oracle. War is going to end tonight. Agent is opposite of Neo. Hey, wait,
1: wait, wait. Okay, wait. Let's say this happens. So Neo meets with her. They talk about yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then they go back to reality. And then meanwhile, uh, Seraph has the little girl. And oh, that's right. they're trying to get out of the building. Yeah. But they see that the, all the Agent Smiths are showing up. So they try hiding in another apartment. And they're found by Agent Smith, who... Says stuff to Seraph, and I think they just take control of th- him. Both of them, yeah.
0: And, oh, and that's where he says he's like the program opposite of Neo.
1: Seraph is or Agent uh, Smith. Agent Smith, yeah.
0: Um, and then he goes to the and Oracle. And Then
1: he goes to the Oracle, and they talk about stuff. <laughs> I swear, I watched this movie, <laughs> and so he, he
0: he, I can see you're struggling. So yeah, I'm jumping. Thank he in, he infects the Oracle.
1: But what do they talk about before that? Because it's interesting, important stuff. I
0: didn't write down the dialogue. I don't know. Um and and so he infects the Oracle.
1: But he basically is trying to get out of her like like, did you know this was gonna happen?
0: Oh oh this part. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, there's this great great moment where he like takes them um, the cookies and throws them against the wall. Yeah, and, and he's he... like,
1: Did you know I was gonna do that? Did you bake the cookies because you knew I was gonna do that?
0: Yeah. And so he's just, you know, talking about the oracle and how how she knows what's going to happen and how that creates weird contradictions of thought and stuff like that.
1: So here's a question. Okay, wait. Cause
0: okay. and effect.
1: So he, he she's like, just Cause do what you stop effect. it. Stop it. She says just do what you're here to do and he takes control of her. Yeah. Does that mean he procures her powers? Yes. Okay, so at the end of the movie when he's like this has happened before. Yes i i'm standing here oh gosh hugo weaving yeah standing over me but well this, this is the key
0: to the oracle theory okay
1: stuff. oh okay but like in that moment is he like basically experiencing clairvoyance in some way
0: so okay so in in the scene we're at still yeah he infects the or 15
1: minutes in the movie can you believe it
0: <laughs> and he he says i can see and then he laughs yeah, maniacally yeah, yeah. One of, One of the craziest and funniest faces laughs ever
1: I've ever seen a human make. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. He looks like he uh, was. He, looks he like turns like he's into in a, a comic book.
1: Tomb. He looks like he's from a comic. Actually, book. Actually, yeah, he does. It's crazy.
0: So he says, "I can see." So now he has the eyes of the Oracle, which means he can see the future. Yeah. So the Oracle, she says, "Say do what you need to do. You're going to do what you it. need to say. Say what you need to <laughs> say, and." She knows that this is going to happen. Yeah. And she's also hoping that it will happen because then she will be able to manipulate things at the final moment. Hmm. Which which is kind of like so reading has, into the movie.
1: She still has some kind of control?
0: Well, we'll get there. Okay. But so it's like put a little bookmark there. Okay. So that we can reference that later. Okay. But she's going to be able to help s- settle this because she knows at this point Seeing through the future and stuff, she knows that the human versus machine war won't matter because Agent Smith is a virus and he's going to kill everything.
1: Right, right.
0: And so she is now just interested in brokering a peace between man and machine. Yeah. And not a defeat of the machines. She's also a machine, mind you, a program. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Okay. Caught up?
1: I think so. So we're back in the human world. Yes and Bane wakes up.
0: And he is good he at is doing good. Agent Smith. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah, he nails it. And he apparently doesn't have memories. And remember he has those self-inflicted wounds that he can't remember how they got there. So mm-hmm. ba- so the captain of that ship is like says to the doctor just try to get the truth out of them. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're trying to get back to Zion because we've known this since the last movie, but all of the machines are making their way to Zion and they need to get there so that they can help. Yeah. Um, why did they leave Zion in the last movie?
0: They left to, um, was it to retrieve Neo? Or to, because the whole thing I is think like. I
1: Nebuchadnezzar went out and they had to go save that ship.
0: Well, and and the whole thing is like the general is saying we should don't take any ships out. We we can't spare any ships. Yeah. And they're like, "But we believe." You know. Simply can't spare it. Yeah.
1: Um, so
0: I don't know what you're referencing with I'm that fun. one. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember now.
1: So, okay, so they're trying to get back to Zion. Uh they're okay, and then that's when Neo says, "I need a ship. I need to go to the Machine City." And that Captain Roland guy says, hell no. Yeah. And then Niobe says, you can take my ship. Yeah. And Trinity is going to go with him. He can't stop her. And um, most people disagree with his decision, but then, of course, he's going
0: to do it no matter what. Yeah.
1: And we don't see him for a very long time.
0: Yeah. That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, But before we don't see him. Yeah. We have this fight with Bane.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like we're jumping around.
0: No, I... I that's
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: The,
1: we watched this movie last night, and I like don't remember a thing.
0: No, yeah, I. we're going through it right. Because there's so much right at the beginning that's like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then it's literally... Well, actually, I don't know literally, but it's at least 20 minutes where we're only in Zion. That's true. And then it's like 20 minutes where we're not in Zion at all. So okay. it's makes it easier to talk about... But also, it's wound up making it harder to talk about. Okay, so, so
1: yeah, Bane is on their ship.
0: He's on their ship. He attacks Trinity and he attacks Neil. And in this whole fight, you know, he's saying, like, you don't, who what, you don't recognize me? You don't know who I am? He
1: says again, this is inevitable.
0: Yeah. He, he and, says
1: that. Um, yeah, he's going, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, do you have something?
1: They start fighting.
0: <laughs> they start fighting. <laughs> The, the important things in this fight is he blinds Neo. Yes. And then he's eventually killed.
1: But, in, and Neo says, because, you know, uh, Agent Smith is like walking away from him, just talking. Yeah. And Neo was able to track. It's like him. an
0: electrical burn on his eyes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty gnarly. gnarly. One, two, three, four, five, Stop. six. Uh, you didn't nope. even say jinx. Jinx. One, two, Stop. three. Uh. So, so,
1: um,. But but when he when he gets to the to Agent Smith and he's about to hit him, Neo says, "I can see." Yeah, really good. It's just good.
0: Which is something Agent Smith said just a few scenes ago.
1: Ah,
0: so yes. he, you know, one has the eyes of the Oracle. One doesn't. One can see. One can can see as well, but will wind up <laughs> not being able to see.
1: okay so uh we go to zion and they're getting ready for war
0: yes so we have mech suits yes we have the drills coming in and we have a host of sentinels flying through this hole
1: okay so this movie came out in 2003 it did this looks good man it looks kind of bonkers of course some of the tech stuff probably looks the the mech suits probably look the worst to me and they
0: don't look they that don't bad. don't look that
1: bad, but there are some, like, really expanse shots of the battle that's going on, of people in mech suits, and then all the Sentinels flying around, and it genuinely looks pretty. Like, the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the effects are so good. It's almost as if because it's a controlled environment, you know, they're basically underground. Yeah. And there are certain light sources from, like, fires or something else. Like, it was almost... You know, I don't do effects, so I don't know what it's like. But it almost feels like it's easier to understand how to light the scene because they they know where, th- where the light sources are coming from, yeah. which just adds so much more depth to these shots to me. Yeah. And then not only that, this whole sequence, people need to who who like action or want to make action need to I think can learn from this.
0: I think so too. And I,
1: I think that this movie gets a lot of flack because it's just. If there's not enough matrix in this movie.
0: And and it gets a lot of flack because at least at the time this was viewed as just like special effects with no meat.
1: Yeah. That's a big that's a big fat lie. Because this, uh, yeah. this action is so like I know what's going on. So cause I said this when we were watching it. Like it's very easily forgotten these days. Looking at you, Marvel, for a lot of your stuff. Yeah. You we've almost gotten to a point where Action maybe generally looks good now. However, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Therefore, I have nothing to like attach to or understand how it's going. So like Eternals, for example, which we saw. The action I wasn't wouldn't necessarily say is bad, but I just didn't really know what was happening or cared about it. Yeah. This was just, it was a very long sequence and they told a story by using the action.
0: It really did. I, I think that this sequence kind of holds up more than a lot in this franchise, actually. Yeah. Um yeah. And this was always in my previous two watchings. This was always my least favorite part. Yeah. And still, it sort of is, um, just because I like the other parts so much. Yeah. Um, but it is. It is kind of wild watching it and just not really being bothered by the special effects. No. And and it and it was also wild. Again, yeah, watching it and being like, "Oh, okay, so that sentinel's doing that and this person's doing this and I understand it." And the shots are not fast. Mm-mm. They're they're they but, probably average like 2 seconds a shot. And I probably mean,
1: the biggest issue which we already said was none of the none of the characters in this are people really know who they are. Yeah. So I do think that that is works kind of against the movie, especially if you Definitely. were seeing it for the first time in 2003 and all you really cared about was, well, even still watching it today. It's like, you really care about Morpheus, Trinity, and Neo. They're nowhere to be seen in this. Yeah. That kind of sucks.
0: I do think uh, another fun thing about it is it it's kind of cool that it's not cutting back and forth. Yeah. I, I think more movies could do that, where they go like, okay, here's a battle. Even though we have other characters, we're not going to visit them.
1: Well, like, in in lord of the rings it's like how it is i felt they did a good job with you spent like 30 minutes or more with in this battle
0: oh yeah like would cut like helm's deep i don't think they cut to frodo and sam at all
1: i don't think so either
0: um yeah there's a there's a lot of they might cut to them but yeah it is it do, is like though. large portions yeah and hey return of the king came out this so you could have seen this epic battle in matrix And then bought a ticket and watched the attack on uh, 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 Minas Tirith in the same year. Mm -hmm. Although I think Battle of Helms Deep does rule supreme in Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, I think that's everyone's favorite.
0: It's just crazy how good that is. Um, But it's kind of crazy. And and it is a shame that we we can make things look better back then. and, And it's kind of almost sad watching this movie and being like, oh, this is better than... I would say probably 99% of action special effects heavy movies that have come out since this movie. Yeah. As far as like, it just looks better. Yeah. And I like it more. Yeah. Um, there There's some, there's some fun stuff, you know, like um, Link's wife is making artillery mm-hmm. shells and she's with this other girl who's shooting them at the drill.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and th- they're, there's they're a like-
0: moment that's, like genuinely, whoa, that's kind of gnarly. Where where she's holding the woman who has the bazooka by her belt uh-huh. and hanging her over a but ledge. That, that
1: even that alone is just so interesting because it starts with them in one place. Yeah, and they they shoot part of the drill, and the they're both like, oh, this is what we need to go do. So then they go to another area to shoot it and does more damage, and they're like, oh, now we need to go. It's like the strategy just makes sense. I
0: know, yeah, it's
1: well shot. Probably because, and I, I'm sure they still do it today, but maybe it's just not good enough. But, like, I'm sure they storyboarded the crap out of this.
0: Well, remember they hired comic yeah, book so artists. so I just
1: feel like they, they had to think out why they were doing things.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of action stuff, I, I'm curious. It'd be so interesting, because I saw this breakdown on an action scene in Mulan.
1: Okay, the live action. The live
0: action movie, and how... How the problem was it was edited really poorly. okay, so what the person was talking about. And then the person did say like, I don't know what footage they were working with, so this might be like some of the best editing in the world. But he was pointing out how like cutting to certain shots and stuff like that is like time passed in between that shot that we didn't see of a yeah. movement that's it's kind of hard to ex- explain. Yeah, but I, it, it got me thinking like a lot of these bad action scenes we talk about where it's blurry and quick. Yeah, is oh maybe it's maybe it's they didn't get good footage that day yeah. or you know like the actor is maybe not as talented in martial arts yeah, so they have to cut around a bunch of stuff and then it makes it all janky yeah um you know mm-hmm. and this again it's storyboarding and it is a lot of just special effects so th- they don't have to choreograph stuff. Right. But funny enough, this series has famously amazing choreography.
1: <laughs> yeah. But this is mostly people sitting in a mech suit. Yeah. Or shooting a bazooka.
0: And you know what else I noticed? The whole time with the mech suit, I was thinking that it, we were going to get the floating head syndrome thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because you can see their whole bodies, uh-huh. you don't get that. There's
1: a little bit of floating body stuff. A little bit.
0: Oh, I didn't notice. But it's but... almost
1: like to be expected because of time past. Yeah. So... It, it, yeah, and the other thing with the mech suit, honestly, I don't really like the design. I think, but but for the for the world, I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, that it's very. You're not really a mech suit person. Just, You've I'm, been on the record about that. I'm not that.
1: a big clunk junk person, so. And yeah, you like
0: <laughs> some pristine on that sheen.
1: I don't know. I don't know what I like, but it's just not my favorite design. That being said, I I, I think I you watch and you're like basically understand how it works though. Yeah. And a lot of the times, we don't even get that.
0: Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and, and in case you are not familiar, listener, Floating Head is like that thing. If if you watch uh, Avengers Infinity War, a movie we love, when the Hulk is in the Hulkbuster th- thing and Bruce Banner is in it, you can see it's like his head doesn't look like he's in the body properly. And it looks like he's just kind of floating, and it just doesn't look right.
1: Or isn't there like... Th- Someone pointed this out. I don't know about which movie or whatever, but it kind of like breaks your brain about a lot of sci-fi or superheroes because a lot of superheroes wear helmets or uh-huh. in sci-fi, you have a lot of people wearing helmets. And when someone's helmet gets taken off, their their hair is in a certain place where that's not possible.
0: Oh, I think that's just something I've said. Oh, okay. um, I'm sure other people say that as well, but I just have noticed that a lot, especially with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why they don't give him a real mask. I like spider-man to have a mask he can actually take off that's personal and i'm sure we talked about it last week yeah but yeah the, the marvel has that thing where most of the actors and most of the things they do is they get in a costume like a little uh 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 what is it what are those called o-
1: motion capture. like a motion
0: capture and all the all the like iron man and spider-man and all that stuff it's all digital yeah except for like very specific points yeah because it's easier than putting them in a costume which is crazy yeah um but yeah if if you watch a uh, end because I watched that recently still love 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 but every time someone takes off a mask or something it's just so clear that they didn't have one on to begin with yeah and um that's just I, I feel like as an actor I would be so bummed if I I would be like I want to be like a Drax character so you have to paint me because I want to be the superhero. I don't want to just look like myself and then walk around and do all this stuff. I want to wear the Spidey suit. I don't suit. think many
1: people want to be the Drax character because of the hours he probably spends sitting in a chair before shooting.
0: Uh, but I'm saying I would rather like be the character than yeah, show yeah, up sure, and sure. put on that outfit and not get to look like yeah, the superhero. I would
1: like to be Dave Bautista as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can only dream... And we can wish every night upon each star that falls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I do have a uh, G- general's name is all caps Jason <laughs> with an exclamation point. And they fight, huge fight. I mean, we, we probably covered
1: an it. action scene more than we've covered any action scene in any movie we've covered. Yeah. Because it's hard to cover it.
0: When can it was going cover on. Again? When it was going on, though, I was like, "Crap, this is a long scene. This is going to cut down on our time on this episode when we're trying to make up for Matrix Reloaded." Yeah. Um, but, uh, they basically, yeah, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and then it cuts back to Neo and Trinity.
1: Yes. So they are on their way to Machine City. Machine City. And they uh, get there.
0: Well, on their way, they're attacked. Yeah. And he reaches out and stops a bunch of them. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Then they he says fly into the sky. And they they keep flying, they, they fly keep flying. Above the
1: clouds and she sees the sun for the first time in her life.
0: Yeah, which- and, and and since Neo can't see, she's the first human in who knows how long, but since probably the first matrix that's seen the sky.
1: That and and her she looks like she is full of wonder.
0: She says beautiful
1: yeah night it's a very nice touch yeah and then they plummet back into the city um a bunch of sentinels are on their ship but they they crash land they make it um but trinity gets impaled and she's dying yeah and this is a pretty heart-wrenching scene
0: oh yeah she's great it's kind of interesting because it's a couple minutes long it is and most of the times in movies, they have enough time to say one important dialogue or half of a sentence, and then we wonder what they were supposed to say no, after that. No, they milk
1: this for all it's worth.
0: It was kind of nice to see someone slowly die.
1: Yeah, and she she's like, I'm glad that I get this chance to die again so yeah. that I can tell you everything that I wanted to tell you the first time but didn't. Because the first time she said, I think I'm sorry or yeah. something, and she's like, I wish I could have told you how much I loved you and how every moment with you is the best moment of my life. Like all this stuff that's like, oh man, I'm getting kind of emotional, which her performance is really good. <sighs> and she says something you know, like this is as far as I can go with you. Yeah. And it's just so sweet. And then she's like, the last thing she says is kiss me.
0: Yeah. And they kiss.
1: And she dies.
0: Now. But. I'm curious. Yeah. Why do you think they killed her? It sort of feels like they just didn't know what to do with her, so they were like, "I guess she just dies."
1: Yeah, I mean, it is like one of those. It it is a little interesting, like maybe you know, it was prophesized, prophesied that she would make it this far, like she would help him to get to the machine city. I'm I'm making this up, but but the oracle, the oracle never was never willing to tell her what happened after they made it there, as if like. I don't I can't see you anymore past that point. So there's yeah. that and then you know Neo while he is a human he is obviously like be like he he's beyond. So she couldn't survive past this point no matter what. Yeah. But he could. That's um, really weak, but that's just what I think. What are you reading?
0: I'm just trying to yeah, I I don't know. May, I'm just wondering if maybe I like forgot or we forgot that she did specify that she would die.
1: I don't remember because I was trying to remember it in that scene, and I I don't remember any allusion allusion to that.
0: Yeah, I mean I I like what you said. I I just don't know that it's in the movie, you know, and 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 it's not bad that she died, but it just didn't it didn't feel like very story driven for something that's so obsessively story driven, you know. It's like like, they don't have anything for Morpheus to do. I I
1: think it was. it is kind of a classic character's done. You kill him off when you're done with him. Yeah. So it is like they get to the machine city and let's say she survives. And Neo's like, wait for me here. And then he goes and does exactly what he does. And he gets taken away by the machines at the end. Presumably dead. Yeah. We don't really know. And it's like, well, what is she supposed to do? Right. How is she going to get out? Yeah. And I know that's not the point. They, they both went into this knowing that they probably wouldn't make it out. Yeah.
0: So I don't That's really know. true. That's true. Maybe
1: they didn't really know.
0: Yeah. Well, then Neo goes down to the machines, mm-hmm. and he is greeted by the Akira talking baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, he is greeted by this like baby face robot. That's a bunch of robots uh-huh. making up the face. Now, what's cool, this is cool the name of said character is deus ex machina oh which as we know means god from the machine hmm which is you know in literature and movies and stuff like that that is when something happens that maybe wasn't necessarily set up um,
1: the, the moment where it looks like all hope is lost and then someone's like boink saved you
0: yeah and i think i think it even started like there was some play where like at the end, God like saved this person or something yeah, like that, yeah. like like way you know yeah. thousands of years ago, and that's how it got started. Duis ex machina, and I did listen to the pronunciation and it said Duis, not Duis. Oh, I've
1: always heard dux ex machina.
0: I always thought it was do ex machina too, but when I did the pronunciation on Google, it said Duis. But what maybe that's Google, what
1: does Google
0: know? Maybe that's like the English way it. You're having a robot telling
1: it. you how to pronounce it. <gasps>
0: But anyway, so I think that's cool because this machine is literally going to save him in a way, uh-huh. and, and, and it's not necessarily, it, it's just, if we're taking in, like, how they're playing on what a classic protagonist is and all these other things, here's another part of literature that they're taking from.
1: Yeah, so here Neo says, uh, the war needs to stop because there's something bigger than the war now. You got a problem in the Matrix. It's Agent Smith. Let yeah. me go in there. I'll take care of him. And the price is peace. Yeah. And he gets plugged in.
0: And see, I think I've all, when the first two times I watched it, I was always like, no, I want them to win, like yeah. the humans to win. But I think it is kind of more interesting and more creative that yeah. they brokered peace. Yeah. Um, I've said brokered a lot in this episode. <laughs> so he goes in. And w- again, what was funny is when the big fight was happening in Zion, I, I was going, Am I just misremembering that there's a huge rain fight?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I was not misremembering.
1: So they're in the Matrix. So he is surrounded by Agent Smiths and
0: And they have the life as a Highway fight.
1: What? What does that mean?
0: They're on a highway. I was just trying to oh, keep okay. myself remembering.
1: So yeah, it's it's raining galore and they go at it. And this is a case of, how do you explain the action? But they're flying, they go into buildings at some point.
0: There's like rain falling off of them as they fly, like a rain trail, that's pretty cool.
1: Looks great. There was a lot of like, they collide and the ripple effect looks really cool.
0: I know, it's it's Guys. nuts because we've seen, I mean, since Man of Steel in particular, we've seen so many flying, punching people. And I kind of think that this scene's better than like 99% of those. <laughs> it's good, I think that there's just an art and a style to these movies that people sacrifice. And Zack Snyder's a very stylish filmmaker. I'm not throwing shade at Zack Snyder.
1: All style, no substance.
0: Huh?
1: All style, no substance.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, now I got to mark this. Oh.
1: Well, maybe I was saying it quiet on purpose because I didn't want him to hear me.
0: Well, I'm gonna boost it now. Please. I had to make no. it. You don't want me to boost it? No, I don't. The care. noise gate's gonna cut it off. I won't even hear it at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna boost it. Okay. I'll probably. You know what? I'm gonna boost it and add an applause break, probably. <laughs>
1: okay. Cool.
0: Maybe some hooping and hollering. Um yeah so they fight for a while. They literally are like punching the- ra- it slows down so you can see him punching the raindrops. It's
1: just they're in they're indulging in it, and we are yeah. indulging right with them and eventually uh neo get hit or agent Smith like throws neo into the ground and there's it's like a meteor you know there's like this uh-huh.
0: meteor hole. why thing. get up? why keep fighting? Why are you doing this?
1: and he says why why do you keep persisting? And he says, because I choose to or something like that. yeah. That's like, yeah! So they keep fighting a little bit, and then he knocks Neo down again. Yes. And that, this is when Hugo delivers his Oscar-winning performance. And it's <laughs> like, I recognize this. I've seen this before. You were right there, and I, yes, I was standing right here. Yeah. And I'm supposed to say something. What am I? I I'm supposed to say, and then he says some stuff, and Neo gets back up, and... And then pretty pretty quickly after, Agent Smith is like, no, this this isn't right, though. This isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And Neo punches him in the face, and it's really slow motion. It does the ripple face thing. Yeah. Which looks cool.
0: Reminded me of Jackass 3.
1: Yeah. Um. And he defeats him.
0: Now, okay, plug it in here. Now, here's our Oracle theory. Let's go back to it. So, the Oracle, and therefore Oracle Smith can't see past a choice that isn't understood, and Oracle Smith does not understand Neo's decision to keep fighting. Everything that has a beginning has an end, Neo. Smith has never called Neo anything other than Mr. Anderson before, has he? And he's repeating what the Oracle told Neo just hours before. Neo gets it. He understands the Oracle is talking through Smith, and he understands the only way to beat Smith is to let him take over and unbalance the equation. Smith and Neo are opposites, created to balance an equation, and the Oracle is here to unbalance equations. That's cool. Yeah. And so he infects. He so he, and,
1: Neo. Yeah, that's right. Neo allows Agent Smith to infect him.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I always took it as Neo then infects them, but I think I read that like also the robots. It's like he has the power of the robots too, because uh-huh. they're. They're on his side at this moment, uh-huh. and so then they destroy all of the Agent Smiths.
1: Oh, okay, got it.
0: Um, but that Oracle thing is cool. Yeah,
1: I like. She's that. there
0: to unbalance the equation. Yeah. Um, and then when when it's happening, <laughs> Neil literally has like a shining cross burst out of yeah, him. Yeah. It's just a little like, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: we talk about them being indulgent?
0: Yeah. Um, and then they've done it.
1: And so the, the machines cart. This is going to
0: be a short one too.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Oh, Neo was going to, or sorry, the machines cart Neo away. Yeah. So do you think he's dead?
0: I've always assumed he was dead, but now that there's a fourth movie, it's like, I guess he's not dead.
1: Yeah. So then we, then we go to the, we're in the matrix. Oh no no sorry, at Zion by the way they're about to be decimated by the Sentinels. Yeah. But the Sentinels stop and they leave. Yeah. And I thought this moment was very good because the acting's great. Where Jada and Morpheus are like they're embracing, and you know she's saying like thank you Neo, and Morpheus is like looking heavenward. And he 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 says I believe right. No no he says
0: he says is this real or he says I've dreamt of this moment. Oh yeah 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 it's
1: so powerful. Yeah, it's so good.
0: Or I imagine this moment for so long. Is yeah. this real? Yeah, yeah. It's it, that's a great. And uh, moment. everyone
1: cheering. I just love stuff like that. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> so it's it was it's good. Nice touch.
0: And then we cut to architect and Oracle meeting in a park with this crazy sun uh, sunrise. Yeah, created by the little girl who is the exile program. Oh,
1: she created it.
0: Yeah, because the you- Oracle is like, she says something about her creating it.
1: Got it. It doesn't matter.
0: And then they say, the architect says, how long do you think this piece will last?
1: He's basically saying, like, you're, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And and she's like, well, what, what, are you going to go back on your word? And he says, I'm not a human, am I? Yeah. And, and she says, what of the people who don't want to be in the Matrix? And he says, we'll let them go if they want to. So you can now, I mean, according to the logic so far, if you were to awaken, you can go peacefully. And that's your choice. Again, it's about choice. Right. So that's cool. Now, okay. Now let's now let's start the episode. Well,
1: doesn't the little girl ask her, like, do you think he'll ever come back?
0: Yeah, speaking about Neil. Yeah. And she says, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Yeah. Which... So, so it was funny, as this movie was going along, knowing there's a fourth movie coming, I was just like, man, I think that the the fourth movie's really going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting to get us there. And then this scene happens, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess they won't have to do that much heavy lifting.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: They sort of leave it open-ended a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the movie by now is out. But what do you think is gonna? What do you think is gonna happen?
1: I I couldn't even venture to guess, and that's what I love about it. And I'm not gonna venture to guess.
0: Uh, but we're here, but and when you're here, with your you, family. What do you got? Well, I did think at the end of this movie, when there's when it shows the sunrise, the first shot of the trailer looks kind of reminiscent of that sunrise, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. I don't know how they're gonna bring Trinity back into this. Right. And maybe for that matter, program. Neo, I never even considered. Maybe they
1: programmed her.
0: Yeah, they could have. So maybe they programmed her. I hope that there's a reason why Morpheus is not the same actor that's interesting. Yeah. Because as far as I know, Lawrence Fishburne has said, I just was never asked. Nobody for talked real? to me. For real?
1: Seriously? So, it's so weird when stuff like that happens. I know. And for someone that big...
0: I know, and I don't think that he would not do it.
1: And he's still a draw.
0: Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's like a story reason. Yeah. Or I think in the Matrix Online, which is something that came out after this there's movie. There's
1: Matrix 101 and Matrix lo- Online. No,
0: Matrix Online, the video game. Oh, okay. Um, I think Morpheus dies in that video game, so if they're keeping to that... Hmm. then maybe this is, like, a new iteration of Morpheus or something. I don't know.
1: How does that make sense? Because, like...
0: Because Keanu's the same and Trinity's the same. And yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, because it's almost like, okay, so is reincarnation just a thing? If a human dies, would they just make another one that looks the same because the machines are, genet- like, humans are genetically modified? I don't know. Or is he also a program now?
0: Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Um which I'll have edited some stuff out, but now, audience, you'll understand. Uh, It would be cool, you know, as far as, this movie has a lot of stuff, all these movies about biblical stuff. It would be cool if, since this is the seventh iteration of Matrix, and seven in the Bible is a number of completeness, and it represents so much things, if there was some sort of play on seven. Yeah. Like, uh, like in my head, it would be cool if they um, at the end of however many movies they're going to make. I know that they've only said Matrix Resurrections, but I would I'm going to guess that by the time this episode comes out, they will have announced that they're making at least one more. Um, It'd be cool if whatever this new trilogy or whatever it is, is like the final destruction of the Matrix because mm. it's the seventh iteration. Mm. That's like a personal fan thing that could be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it, but by Mm -hmm. now we will have seen it two weeks ago (laughs) on my birthday, Mm -hmm. and we'll have already recorded an episode, and hopefully it's just us being like, this movie rules, this movie rules.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
0: But we'll see. So, thanks for listening. Uh, next week it is, of course, the one, the only, Matrix Resurrections. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also be covering something on patreon on wednesday we haven't decided what it'll be yet but it'll be in the uh show notes of this episode um and happy new year yeah yeah Merry it's,
1: christmas happy new year it's
0: 2022 it's finally here my favorite year of the new millennia so you've um, been waiting for it i've been waiting for 2022 your whole life yeah uh, so thank you so much for listening. Please go sign up for patreon.com slash Micah McCaw and watch the rest of the Christmas show if you're still in the Christmas season. Half of the show is only for patrons. It was a smashing su- success, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that, um, that Pitchfork wrote an article about it.
1: Oh, you know they did.
0: Yeah, that's how big it got. So thanks for listening, everybody. Matrix out! Ooh.